Welcome, welcome, one and all, to the Bad Cody Funky Podcast, issue number 63. Today we're going to be talking about Suicide Squad, the new DC movie that just came out. Is it good? Is it bad? Is it ugly? Before we get into all that, everyone, we've got a few uh, items to get out of the way. The first one that was up for this week is the Luke Cage trailer uh, hitting like the net. It raw. It's a it's a it's a thing. It's definitely a thing that I'm very excited about. Um, we get we get a little bit of villain action. We get some hero motivation. We get him rocking the silver tiara and the bracers coming out of the machine. Yeah, and it's one of those things too where it's it's interesting that they're choosing Luke Cage for like this kind of darker cinematic universe because like his first origin wasn't that dark, and then when Bendis really got a hold of him. Uh, for Alias, he started. He was he acted completely different than what we've seen in the in the Netflix Marvel universe. Like I remember him being almost like a parody of like a like a I don't know like a, a gangster type kind of thing with like the grills and all that. And he's been through a lot. He started off as like a like a capitalizing on the black exploitation nineteen seventies kind of era, which was awesome. Like I love that kind of stuff. It's so cool. It, it almost makes me wish they didn't do a Netflix TV series. They just had Quentin Tarantino direct an actual Luke Cage movie. Like, that would have been sick. Like, you would have gotten those themes. Jackie Brown of superhero films. Yeah. Oh, it would have been so cool. Um, but, yeah, like, he's he's gone through, like, this huge evolution. And now he's just, like, like a dude, which is awesome, who just, like, happens to kind of sort of own a bar, but not really anymore. Um, and a, a lot of cool stuff, too, like... Uh, you see, like the the bulletproofness. You see, his hoodie is, has his color scheme too, which I thought was a nice little little touch, little little nice little thing. Um, and that'll really build up in, in into the defenders, I think. So hopefully, oh, do you think Iron Fist is going to show up? No, you don't think so? Yeah, you don't. I don't know. He was already cast at this point when they were shooting this. Yeah, but they don't have him listed. I mean, maybe he's he's there to surprise us, which would be great. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, it'd be cool because they're like BFFs for those who don't know. Uh, Iron Fist and Luke Cage are just like the best of friends, the tightest of allies, like all that stuff. So who knows? That'll be that'll be pretty cool. Um, speaking of things that are pretty cool and by pretty cool, I mean freaking awesome. Uh, the Telltale Batman game episode one was so released and it was talking from someone who has played a lot of Telltale games. It's phenomenal. It's great. It's it's probably my favorite episode one to a Telltale game to date. It's probably my favorite uh, Telltale game. I don't know. They, they, they all seem so slow and so boring. Because like, I've seen you play them. And but the, the Game of Thrones yeah. one was pretty good. But this one, oh my god. Right from the get-go. It was yeah. amazing. And in, 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 uh, watch, watching you play on your channel, Greg, uh, Twitch.tv slash Booster Greg, um, it, it was cool, too, because like uh, the, even the controls were crazy because you were like, whoa, wait, this isn't... <laughs> yeah, I was movie. like, wait, what, what am I... I, got, I had to... Usually when I play these games, I'm like, you can't see it because I don't have the cam on for bedtime stories, but like I'm like sitting back, I'm comfortable, you know, like, you know, get the fan going. It, it's, it's just going to be like a chill, good time. But I had to like lean forward. I had to like get in that zone. I was like, "Whoa, I'm going left, I'm going right." Whoa, X, whoa, wait, <laughs> what's going on? This is not what I signed up for. His face is just pressed up to, against the screen. I know. I it's am like, the whoa. bat. Oh <laughs> <laughs> but I think when we're watching you play. The best part, and you even said it too. It's like I'm gonna see if I can do the Batman squint, and you did the Batman squint. Oh, that was so cool. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. Was, it, 
You know they put it in there for the fans too. <laughs> so like the the cool thing about it is they keep a lot of things similar to Telltale your, your standard Telltale game. So like you always have the option in a dialogue to say nothing. And that was when I did the Batman glare was when I was like, I don't know what to say. I'm going to say nothing and see if this is the glare. And he just, he just did. He squinted. And I was like, yes, this is the best thing ever. Uh, I might try to do a playthrough of just not talking and see what happens until like makes me say something. <laughs> just say that dot, dot, dot with the bat glare. Uh, yeah, awesome. I just want to see. I want to see what will happen. Like, I wonder if that's like a hidden trophy. That'd be the best. If it, oh, it'd be awesome. Like, silent, silent. What night. if it changes the story completely and it doesn't end exact? Doesn't end at all like the way it like ended like when we played it. <laughs> when we watched you play, like everything's fine. He's not being. Nothing's happening to like Bruce Wayne. It's just like just another day in Batman's world. Yeah, but it's it, like, I mean, it's one of those you beat things. The game. It's one of those things too with these Telltale games where it's it's. I know Casey knows this. It's an illusion of choice most of the time where you can choose to say something and maybe it changes a minor thing down the line, but the story ultimately stays intact. They got to they gotta get you somewhere. And yeah. most of the time, it's going to be like really one of two-ish endings. So there's yeah. only so much they can take you. But what's, what's really interesting is this is its own universe too. They're not trying to adapt any other story. They've teamed up with DC directly to really, you know, make sure they're doing the character justice and all of that. Um, and there's a lot of differences that I noticed. For example, Penguin is a tall, slender British guy. It's just like, yeah, weird. I was like, yeah, what, what the hell is that? They're, they're, they're trying, I, they're trying to modernize all these villains and stuff. It's like Ew, the Penguins now this like, you know, but I did. I, I didn't hate it, though. I didn't hate it. Like, as, as soon as I got over of like the fact that he's called Oz, which is like stupid, but <laughs> whatever. Um as a character, he's pretty cool. He's very interesting. Like I'm, I'm wondering what he's up to. Or look at it this way: at least they don't call Santa Kyle Cat for no fucking reason. So there's that. Oh god, yeah, yeah, it's fucking Gotham. Anyways, um, or Poison Ivy, Ivy. Yeah. Oh jeez, this is just, just call them what they're supposed to be called. Such Muggle business. Such <laughs> Muggle business. God, I remember watching Gotham, and it's like this little girl, like with the red hair, sitting in the living room. Her mother calls her Ivy. I'm like, that's not a thing. It's not a thing. <laughs> Stop don't pander to people who don't know like what this is. Like they, they, they don't care about giving you money and ratings. You know, people like yeah. us are, are going to bring the people who don't watch it. Yeah. Oh yeah. To your um, to your show to your movie. Harvey Dent is a huge is huge. In this Harvey Dent. He's like a yeah. He's literally Holy huge. He's like, shit. Yeah. He's he's like, like not this, only is he taller than Bruce, but he's like fucking wide, man. Like yeah. Whoa. I was well, like. I, I was like, is he secretly Bane in this one or something? Surprise! He's actually Bane all along. Like, what? Weird. So I was watching... I was watching... Um, they do this thing where it's almost like a Talking Dead, but they do it with Greg Miller for these Telltale games. And I didn't watch the one after episode one, but I watched the 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 prequel, I guess. I don't know what you would call it. Um, the one that came before it. And they said that's purposeful because they want him to be an intimidating character for whatever happens. The way they were talking about it, it made it seem like he, your actions could determine if he turns into Two Face or not. Oh wow, the way that's pretty cool. They're saying that's that. really cool. So we'll oh. see if that's true or not. And that but. reminds me, uh, Serge, you brought it up during the stream we we're watching it. Basically, remember how you said maybe Oswald Cobblepot is supposed to be they did like a kind of like a Lex Luthor from Batman v Superman. Yeah, where maybe he's supposed to be the son, the real Penguin's like older or whatever. They did do it. I rewatched like Greg playing it because it was a, such a fun thing to watch. I wanted to watch it again. When they're in the park at the memorial, Oswald's father, his like his bus is in there like in bronze. He looks like the penguin. 
He has like the one, like the one, the monocle. He has that. He looks like Penguin. I knew that's what they were doing. It's like so. The I bat, saw bat, it. And I'm BBS like, like Luther thing. Yes, I saw it. And I'm like, holy shit! Surge called it. Son of a crap. Damn. You know, like so. Yeah. yeah, you're you're right there. So maybe the dad's gonna really gonna be Penguin, and maybe Oswald won't be. Maybe he'll be the Joker. He's got <laughs> no. the frame for it. Dare He's got the frame talk, for it. And talked about that in Gotham. No, no, he didn't in Gotham. No. Talking about that in Gotham, no. Well, maybe maybe that's where they got the idea, you know? Oh god. Yeah, because like because they're so shaped I'll, the same way. Right. Well, I'll put it to you yeah, put it to you this way. They're they have similar builds, right? body builds. Um he also has like a, a penchant for chaos. Like he just wants to like just wants to watch the world burn, really. It seems <laughs> He's like. ahead of the curve. <laughs> Um, other things we see Catwoman who is pretty much just Catwoman no surprise there nothing crazy although she's dating Harvey Dent which is kind of cool that was interesting I, I, I kind of yeah. like that dynamic because like uh, when, when when you uh, when you were sitting out in like the, the that, that table outside that cafe and and then uh, <laughs> Sister Selena comes up and she's like oh hey what's going on sits down Harvey Dent goes away for a minute and like Bruce and 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 Selena stare at each other it's like hmm <laughs> she know that I know that you know that hmm it's so obvious how they do it too. It's like yeah. they zoom up on like the on the the scratch that he got from her, and they zoom up on like the black eye that she got from him, and they're just like, "I know, I know who you are. <laughs> I, like, I know who you are. I know who you are." It's like, "Oh, that's kind of grip you got there." And you, yeah, you like you like mince your words around Harvey. You're like saying things that have like double meanings, and yeah. it was just it was a great game. It was action packed. I like the mod, like the voice acting. Troy Baker is awesome, but he like his Batman was kind of off for me. His Bruce Wayne was good, but his Batman just felt off until he did the voice modulation. I really that was like that. I like that. And it wasn't as intense. As, it was more like what they did with Arrow than they did with uh, Batman v, v Superman. Uh, but it was definitely cool. And you get to choose, just for those of you who have not played, if you want to be like kind of like the Cape Crusader, the good Batman, or if you want to be like the Dark Knight Returns, where it's just like you break a guy's arm just so he can never wield a gun ever again. It's just like it, it was such a great game. It was so well done. Especially coming from because I was playing Back to the Future, which is an older one, yeah. coming from an older Telltale game into a newer one, it's just like you see the progress right there. You see not just graphically, but like gameplay wise, storytelling wise. It, this is by far number one episode one for me. We'll see if it's my favorite series thus far. It'll be tough to topple Tales from the Borderlands for me. Uh, but it will just segue very nice and neatly into the last segment of things that we would like to get out of the way with nerd news. Uh, for Flash season three, they ah! actually confirmed. Wrong Flash. Best Flash. Uh, they confirmed the are two, two villains for season three. The first one is Savitar. Who is a speedster himself? Uh, he Sabotar. <laughs> that's it's just, just I hate his costume. I'm staring at his costume right now. I really don't like it. I hope they change it. I'll tell you, it's. But he's this. He's a former uh, military pilot, and he was fly, It was very similar to Hal Jordan. He's flying an experimental plane, and he was struck by the speed force that gave him super speed. Uh, he got his name from a hint. It's Savitar is the Hindu god of motion, so that's where he got his name from. Mm. Ends up being a bad guy with almost a cult like following. Kind of cool, like a, a speedster that is getting worshipped like as a god almost, which we saw a little bit of in Jeff Johns' run. Jeff Johns. Um, Jeff Johns. But yeah, I mean, you know, that's cool. He's, uh, he's one villain. The other one is Dr. Alchemy, um, oh, who gosh. was actually 
pretty old and not a lot of people have heard of him. Came out in 1958, uh, but he was called Mr. Element at that point. Um, and there's been a couple of different uh, uh, different uh, people who have been Dr. Alchemy. I have to say it now. It's, it sounds like an Adventure Brothers thing, Dr. doesn't it? Dr. Alchemy! It's like, it's like Dr. Acula. Okay, <laughs> Dr. Gosh. Acula. Uh, Dr. Alchemy uh, possesses the Philosopher's Stone, which allows him to bring people back from the dead. No, it doesn't. Uh, <laughs> which once belonged... Ah. You can't transmutate living matter. You can't transmutate living matter, man. I mean, you know, as long as you have, you know, the equivalent exchange going on. And... I'm just looking forward to this new season of The Flash because it looks like they're taking it a bit more seriously. It's less about, like, what's going on within the group and more about, like, The Flash himself. At least that's what it looks yeah. like to me, you know. Like, well, well let's, it's going to be, it's gonna be Flashpoint for the first bit, which is cool. I was hoping it would be the whole season. I know. Or more than That'd a be bit. So dope. But that's how you get Supergirl in there, though. Like that's that's your your gateway. It's like you come back, and then Supergirl's just there, and she's fine. And I think cool. I think isn't that what's happening? And that's how they're working Supergirl into because they're bringing her over to the network. Isn't that how they're bringing right. her over? Because she's uh, yeah. So she's I don't know if this if this confirmed this how they're bringing it over through Flashpoint, but uh, Stephen Amell did post a a foot shot of everyone. As a team up. So you had Brandon Routh as Adam in there. You had the White Canary. You had Flash. You had Arrow. And you had Supergirl. Like all their shoes in one area. So I don't know if that was just like they're shooting on the same lot. Or if they're doing a team up episode or whatever. But Bunch you, know, of you would think. Mediocre people on a mediocre shows. Awesome. <laughs> Looks good. Uh, <laughs> um, well, let's hope Supergirl races the bar though. Now that it's on a different network. Yeah. Because um, it sucks. Because like, I like her character. Just, just that show is so bad. So bad, yeah. you know. And it's funny too because I, I was talking to to my sister. I was like, "Oh, don't don't you watch the show? They make it for you." And she's like, "That garbage." <laughs> so bad. She said so that bad. garbage. I was like, "What's it not to like? There's woman empowerment." And so she was like, "No, it's so cheesy and so bad." She's a single Kryptonian woman who's making yeah. it on her own in the big city. <laughs> she was like, "Yeah," and she brought up all the points that I hate about it. Oh well, you know, she still she brings this lady coffee. She still, you know, doesn't know how to use her powers. It's like, why can't she just start a powerful? Like you watch all these Superman movies, and it's like, you know, they his childhood happens, whatever, and then most of the movie or or the thing is like him being strong and being Superman. You know, even uh, even in Smallville, like when he had moments of doubt, it wasn't like drawn out for like the whole series, yeah. you know. And yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that way. But I was like, yeah, yeah. So she, she thought it was garbage. I thought it was great. But anyways, Dr. Alchemy presses Dr. the Philosopher's Stone in various places, allows him to transmute any element to into any other element. So he can turn steel to rubber, or, you know, healthy oxygen into deadly carbon dioxide, stuff like that. Um, he actually once turned the Flash into a being of water vapor. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how he got out of that. What a but dick. Apparently he did. Yeah. You're now what one, one or two um, powers activate. He can also control the stone from a distance with telekinesis. So he doesn't even need to be holding the stone. He can just like Damn. be within proximity and be able to do it. So Dr. Alchemy might not be that big of a joke at all, which is pretty cool. Um, I mean, we'll see how season three goes. I have faith with Flash, unlike other the, the CW TV. Arrow is yeah. always a gamble for me. Yeah. I, I, um, I agree. I have faith in the Flash. Legend, Legends of Tomorrow started off really <sighs> weak for me and ended strong. Like especially with Our Man just showing up at the end of it, that was cool. I still think, and that's what I want. Yeah, I want like people dying to be replaced by other people and just continuing on with that. So, um, 
yeah, that's pretty much all the all the things I have to get out of the way, all the nerd news. Uh, Serge, why don't you lead us in? To... All right, everyone. Let's start off on the main portion of the podcast, what everybody came here for. Issue number 63, talking about DC's Suicide Squad. I liked it. <laughs> I mean, look, it's one of those movies where it's like you, you know it's got all these flaws, but you... You set the bar so low that you can't be disappointed. We're not talking about it. What are we doing? Are we doing a bit? All right, welcome everyone to the main portion of the podcast. On today's show, we have with us Booster Greg. What up? We have Dave the Bearded Menace. I can't cast that here. <laughs> I'm Sergio, and we have nobody else on with us. All right, everyone. <laughs> TV's Casey has returned. I'm back. We have no I'm other person. I'm no other person here with Back us. and in rare form. So, everyone, DC has had an amazing time with their movies doing so well, and we all love them so far. I mean, they've had Batman vs. Superman, huge success. Ben Affleck, uh, Henry Cavill. And uh, that lady, they try to keep making Lois Lane a thing. I mean, I don't forget her name. Stupid. You know, and uh, <laughs> and Man of Steel, which I personally like. BVS for sarcasm. Man of Steel, I actually like. And uh, here we go. Another one they've hit out of the park, everyone, that we everyone agrees with, especially the critics. Suicide Squad. Now... With this movie, uh, and oh God, there's been a lot, a lot of bad press for this movie, and yeah. especially with the critics. But fans and people seem to really, really like this movie. Uh, I, I think it's, I think it's, it's coherent at times. I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it, as opposed to some of the other DC movies. Now, this all happens after Batman vs Superman, so the movie takes place after BVS, not not before. Um, so we've seen all the stuff that's happened with Superman. He's come down. Everyone's questioning his loyalty, questioning if you know we should take some measures to uh, you know go up against uh, you know a metahuman that might not be in our side. And uh, this movie is about a band of bad people who were going to do some good. They're sent into the fray, and if they die, the government says we don't know anything about it. They all died. I know who knows what they were doing. But uh, it's got a, it's got a pretty good ensemble cast. You got the big ones up front, like Will Smith, uh, Margot Robbie, Jared Leto as the Joker, and some other people, Jack Courtney, and you know, but yeah. Anyway, guys, uh, so Suicide Squad. What did you uh, did, did you guys enjoy it? I, I thought it was a pretty good movie. Casey, why don't you go first? Oh, okay. Uh, I liked it. I liked it a fair bit. I I feel like I liked it a fair bit because I went in with the bar set completely down under the Earth's crust into the magma, as far down <laughs> as the core you can go. Like, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I like Suicide Squad. I read all of the John Oshinger run for years, and then I read when other people were on it, like uh, Mateus, and I read it when Gail Simone took Secret Six and Villains United and made that its own thing. That was you know, the best stuff. I've, yeah. Oh, unquestionably. I Good love stuff. it. But... Yeah. You know, so I'm I'm intimately familiar with most of these characters, and it was good to see them get pretty decent, you know, representation on screen. The plot was a absolute mess, but I mean, just like with something like Guardians, you know, you you look past any outside ridiculousness, the reasons they get together, what have you, and you're like, wow, these are characters, man, and they're they're all pretty good in their own way, except Rick Flag, but that's not his fault. <laughs> except for Rick. 
I mean, he's he's the straight man. He's supposed to be like the boring straight lace soldier boy, who in the comics is actually extremely suicidal, which is really cool. And I almost wish they played it up here, but I mean, how dark are you going to go in a movie with reshoots? Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Especially when they're trying to infuse more more humor with those reshoots. Oh man, um, so apparent. Yeah. I mean, I'm I, I'm with I'm with Casey on on this one. I. Didn't care for Man of Steel that much. I didn't like Batman v Superman was all right. This is probably my favorite of the DC movies. It definitely far. was the best. Yeah, uh, but that's not really saying much. That's like saying like this is the less stinky turd out of all of them. You know, like it's it's not terrible. It's not that good. There are certainly a lot of parts for us. Like why why would you? In uh, when I was back in the print in the print field, what we used to say and it kind of fits here. It's the uh, shiniest peanut in the turd. Hmm. So that's an official professional sentence right there. The shiniest peanut <laughs> in the turd. Uh, yeah, I mean, like it was, it was, it was enjoyable. It was not. It was everything I expected it to be. It was not surprising. Yeah, pretty much. Like I, I knew Will Smith was going to be Will Smith. I th- Thank I th- you. I think he sold Thank it here. Thank you. I think he had he sold one it good, here. good scene as Deadshot, and yep. it was one where he didn't say anything. I said the same. No, I, I said no, no. Else. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't put him on blast like that. Okay. No, like, he was Will Smith well, wearing like, a Deadshot costume. But like, that's I all he was. That's not a bad thing, though. Like, that's what makes him billions of dollars, and he's very good at it. And, and it's what launched his career. There were a lot of moments where, like, he. I don't know, like he he could feel like the acting coming through, like with his daughter and stuff like that. Um, you could tell that like he was conflicted when Batman just kind of shows up. And that's the thing about his performance in this movie, because if you've seen some of his past ones, like uh, like the like the recent movie he did, um, uh, Concussion, it was it it was it, it wasn't it wasn't a great movie. A Concussion is a story about about the, the daughter who figured out you know what the you know the the disease associated with uh, NFL players hitting their head you know a lot and the, uh, your brain vibrating in the liquid and there's a disease that comes with it. I forget the name uh, and it makes makes them go crazy and sometimes it makes them suicidal. Sometimes it gives them like severe depression. Uh, so people say that what happened that's what happened to Orde Simpson. Anyway, uh, so he and he wasn't he was not great in that movie and that's the movie that he was talking about how he deserved an award for it he really didn't this one this one I, I i think he did i think he he really showed his range you know he wasn't just he, he wasn't will smith from independence day he wasn't will smith from any of his other ah, hey what's up girl like movies he had I mean, that he, he, he had that in he there. had that he had it in yeah there he was he was the comedy but he definitely had moments where where you were sitting there like wow he's really going for it in this scene where he was uh he, he and his kid you know what i mean uh, i mean like so it, it wasn't uh what was that movie with him and his son in? Not After Earth. What was oh, that the Pursuit one? of Happiness. Pursuit. It wasn't Pursuit of Hancock. Happiness. Hancock. Oh God, terrible, terrible, terrible. But yeah, and and the movie with his other son, who keeps trying to make a thing where they're on that weird planet, and they had to escape yeah, a ship, no, no, no. and it's most and it's mostly his son the whole time. I forget forget what the movie was. That movie Not was that terrible. One. Yeah, it, w- it was. It took place after Earth, I think. Is, <laughs> is that place? the name of the movie? After Earth, <laughs> anyway. But uh, Greg, Greg studied this. He's studied this intensely because he's uh, he's writing a book about the uh, the package deal conspiracy. Yep. You buy one Smith, you get one free. Oh God! Yeah. He needs to stop doing that. Seriously, we don't we don't want your kids, Will Smith. Stop it. We don't. They're not good. They're not good. 
Anyway, uh, so, so speaking of not good, um, there, there's a lot of stuff in this movie that aren't. We, let's let's get into that later. So let's talk about all the things that aren't good. Because 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 there's a lot more of that than there is good stuff. So let's unpack some of the stuff that we actually like first. Because there's a ton of stuff I know we all didn't like. We kind of discussed so, a little bit of off channel. Let, let me talk. Um, let me talk about my favorite character, which surprised me actually. I went in thinking for sure that Captain Boomerang was going to be my favorite. I, that's what I thought. He, and I did like him, but it ended up being Slipknot. No, I'm just kidding. No one's favorite character <laughs> Slipknot. Slipknot. Oh, uh, my favorite character ended up being uh, El Diablo of all yeah, of them. Yeah, of all people. Uh, with like the MVP of the movie, which is crazy. So uh, the way they have, and I, I don't follow El Diablo in DC at all. So he, he kind of came out of nowhere for me. Um, he joined the squad, I'm pretty sure, in the post-New 52 one alongside Harley Quinn. So that, he's as fresh to why. it as you know. You yeah. would probably even be aware. Oh, you, do you mean with Rebirth is when he joined, or was it in New 52? I think it was in New 52. No, that would be why I haven't did that, because I tried to avoid New 52 like hey, the play. I didn't know. To be fair, I didn't know him either. I looked it up. Yeah, so. yeah. but uh, the way they have him in the movie is he... Is like he's like a gangster, right? He is a like almost like the kingpin of whatever. It's gang, like a right? like a Latin king. Yeah, and all tattooed up, right? His face, the whole deal, which is cool. Uh, and he doesn't have the best control of his emotions, let's say. So he accidentally kills his entire family in a burst of rage and surrenders and becomes almost like this. Gandhi-esque character where he's just like he just sits there in his little cell eats and drinks and that's it that whole storyline I whole storyline yeah. where he kills his family holy god that oh, was man. so good oh it, my god you just felt it the yeah. way it was shot the way it was acted you felt it and um, most of it which I appreciated uh, wasn't Spanish except for like the main part where like he wants you to understand what's going on but like you didn't need like I didn't need to know Spanish in order to understand what the dynamic was between him and his wife. Like you just like watch the body language, you watch how they are, and you just immediately know. So and that's who, and, and who knew we were going to get that kind of acting range from that guy? Like on all right. the advertisements, he's not really put in the forefront. On the main poster, he's he's towards the the, the side. But uh, yeah, I mean, in this movie, that they, they showcase like all these different plot, these different stories. That kind of tell us who these characters are, but that one, I agree. Oh god, it was it was so, so good. It was so good, and like especially like when he finally cuts loose at the end. Yeah, just, it's just like, it's so was turns into like an Aztec like, like fire fire king guy. Yeah. Like what the hell? <laughs> he, he pretty much goes Super Saiyan essentially, and then you're just like, oh my so god! I'll show you like, what I can do. <laughs> I'll show you my true Dude, form. There's there's like, I actually I saw the movie twice, and there's like a, that scene. There's something really tiny that the Enchantress says that not many people catch. Um, the first thing that she says that she, that, that caught her when there's a, she asks um, El Diablo, how long have you been able to see? You oh, know? Yeah, yeah. Meaning how long have you had powers? Yeah. And then the second thing she says after the whole battle between El Diablo and her brother, she says, um, the time is changing. It's time for the medic humans to come. You know? Mm-hmm. So basically, like, it's it, what basically what they did there. Like and a lot of people missed it. I noticed, and I, my coworkers missed it. Is that they're basically setting up for like the other like like DC movies, like Wonder Woman, Aquaman, all that stuff that's coming out, you know. And like those two lines, that's basically how it says it. Like that they've known about meta humans like since their existence, like yeah. the, the two gods, but they were just like the first, 
basically. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. It's like, and who doesn't like a good old fashioned monster fight at the end yeah. of their movie? Like it, it just feels good. Like you, you're sitting there watching like the, the, her brother, the Enchantress's brother, and you're just like, how the fuck? One of them has a baseball bat. The other one just can't miss. Like, how are they going to go up against this? Like, I don't fucking know. That's that's the only thing I really... Going to uh, swing really, really hard. <laughs> that's the only thing I found weird. I mean, I liked that it wasn't spoiled for us. That, like, someone who's supposed to be on the Suicide Squad and is being a bad guy. You know? Yeah. And just, like, that's who they have to fight. I thought that was kind of cool. However, you're right. I think it was way too big of a villain for them to fight first. You know? What I yeah. thought, and what everyone else probably thought, was maybe do an attack on Arkham. Like, Joker takes over Arkham or something, you know, and Batman can't get involved. But, I'm, just, you know, but something like that. So that's that big of, like, a first, like, character, first villain they face. And end up being a throwaway character, like they do with all these, like, you know, Mar- uh, combo characters. Who, jo- Joker? No, the, the, uh, the Enchantress. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I would have liked... she's not coming back most likely. Right. I I, I mean she, she probably is. She's still alive. You don't know what if she still has her powers or not. She's still all shackied up with Rick Flag. Yeah. Like, and I think it was in the uh pre New 52 world where she didn't have that evil side anymore but she still had her powers. So I don't know if that's what they're going to go for or you know I couldn't tell you. Um but I thought what was interesting is a lot of people thought that the Joker was going to be the main villain in this. Yeah. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. I, I didn't think that at all, though. Like, I I figured they actually used him more than I thought they would. Because I thought he was just going to be in, like, the how they kidnapped or how they got Harley Quinn scene, and that's it. And really leave a lot of the more story-based for the you know actual Batman movie. I really thought they used him a lot less than what what I thought. You know, there was all this just, this stuff about like him, you know, uh being separate from the cast, like shooting a whole bunch of stuff. And then uh yeah. then afterwards you find out, you know, he he did shoot a lot of scenes. Like Jared Leto was saying that, you know, uh with with all the amount of work he put in with all the hours that he shot, there is enough footage for like a nut like a Joker movie in itself. And he was surprised when he saw this theatrical cut, he was like, Oh really? That's it? And that's gotta be really disappointing. He was talking to uh, the, the the BBC about it. He was like, "Yeah, there's a lot more of what we shot than what's in the movie." And supposedly there are like different versions of this movie. There's there's like like a David David Ayer version. There's a theatrical version. And there's like a more a darker version than than what, what David Ayer shot. But the WB really put their hands into this, and we're like, "All right, we gotta we gotta really really sink our." It's like. I want to know who's in charge up in WB because they did it with BVS and they're doing it with all their movies and they did it with Suicide Squad now. So supposedly, uh, that there, there is, there is, um, someone from, from Collider has a friend who saw the David Ayer version, not the one we saw in theaters, which is theatrical cut. And they said that one was much better than like what we saw in the theater. Like what we saw in the theater was really I don't know. That, that to me sounds like the biggest cop out ever just because it's one. It's a way to sell more like Blu-rays or digital copies when they come out. That's what really it is. It's like that ultra marketing to sell that, you know? Yeah, now, that, just, now that people think that Batman versus Superman is a halfway decent movie because it got a director's cut on DVD. Yeah, exactly. So that's exactly what it is. That's, what it basically if, is... If that's the truth, then that's that's terrible. If that's what Yeah, doing, that's what it is. It's, dude, it's like, terrible. it's DLC movies. It's DLC Money, movies. Money, my dear boy. That's But no, that's going to be the future. Doing. You're going to watch a movie... That sucks. I got to pay sixty bucks, sixty bucks, sixty dollars to get like the director's cut. Another seventy, you get the other DLC for this movie. You know that's what it's going to turn into. Yeah. Like game, it's and it's like a, it's like the biggest cop out ever. It's like that's what they tell everybody, all their actors, just in case the movie sucks. 
You know? Yeah. It's well, like, all right, this movie is bad. people who actually saw the other cut. Yeah, right. but it just seems like that's like, it's it's just it just keeps on becoming that same thing over and over again. It seems it seemed just like a huge cop-out, you know? Yeah. Or they, just, they did it on purpose. Like, let's release a really bad movie and have some really good, amazing cuts for the Blu-ray, you know? And, and, and like, we'll have this a- guy see it, and this guy see it, and this guy see it, and that way it'll be true. Uh, it's part of the plan. All yeah, I, that's what I think it is. We'll have just, these people see uh, the other version, and they'll talk about it, and then we'll advert, and then later on we'll put it out there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like, oh, let's let's leak that's it. That's maniac. That's you very know? maniac. I, I hope like that. If that's the case, and that's that's really retarded. And like D- D- DC's good. The thing is, like people are still going to see these movies. That's the bad part about it. It's like they, like Justice League is probably going to suck, but people are going to see it because it's the Justice League. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. one of them looks. I mean, going to be good, but Justice League is going to suck. I think it's a cop out too, but I don't think it's a cop out for the reasons that Dave is is saying. Like that that's been happening before. Like that happens with Fight Club. How old's that movie? How many different cuts of there of that movie are there? Yeah, but at least uh, Fight Club was good when it came out. Yeah, right. that's the big difference. Yeah. So if, you know, so like there's me, oh yeah, you're right. There's always been director's cuts, and there's always right. been like other cuts that come out. But the movie that comes out is still good by itself without those director cuts. You know, those just directors right. cuts. So things they took out just add more to the movie. Like the force awakens you know uh, or like terminator 2 judgment day you know like the movie by itself was fine you know hell let's go even farther back alien alien had a bunch of director's cuts you know yeah. but alien by itself is a good movie when you watch it with the director's cuts it's even better and you if know? you want to know what we yeah. think about it you can dig through the art podcast <laughs> archive <laughs> um, but I, so i think it's a cop-out for like like not it's not having a backbone they want to play it safe and they want to like leak this other kind of thing, and if it works out, hey, look what we did—we did something great. But like, you want we to need talk to... about not having a backbone with this movie? Tell me, I'm not the only one who thought this. They made the trailer and built a movie around it. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. It didn't hit me until there was the scene where Holly Quinn break, breaks the glass and steals the stuff, and she's like, "What? We're yeah. bad guys." That scene is isolated from anything else. Yeah, like, it had nothing to do with anything. Really, nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Yeah, and the other thing is, this movie wanted to be Guardians of the Galaxy so bad, trying real hard. Yeah. It's like it's like it's it's the it's the the loser at school that sees the cool kid wearing the clothes, and they go to like you know like Old Navy, and they get like the the ones that look just like the Abercrombie clothes, but just look kind of <laughs> off and fit kind of weird kind of deal. Uh, Casey, I'm looking at you on this one, and <laughs> it's just like. It was the beginning was so cool with like each each character got their own song, but the song was kind of like an older song, which would have fit in with Guardians of the Galaxy and they fit it in too close proximity to each other. And it was just kind of like, yeah, it's like, you don't have to try to be Guardians of the Galaxy. That was your own thing. That that was too big of a parallel. It's like, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy had this really cool soundtrack and they had a lot of cool, but that worked there. And then I guess David Ayer or WB is like, you know, what if we do that? You know, we got all these cast of characters. Let's put uh let's okay, let's get a huge budget for all this this lights, this music, and put all like I like like after the second song I got I got really worried. I was just like, oh no, they're gonna keep playing all these popular songs. I mean, I, the, the songs are good, but I was like, damn it, like I, I, I don't like this. I mean I'd rather have like like an orchestra or, or something you know, like a movie. You know what I mean? Like Hans yeah. Zimmer or something. Yeah, n- not like here's the soundtrack to Suicide Squad. You're watching a movie now, but don't forget, go in the lobby and buy the. It's like what? Like I felt like it was an ad within the movie to buy the soundtrack. It's like listen to all this cool stuff we have, guys. Like no, 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 don't build a movie like that. 
Don't believe now we have it. to live. We have to live in a world where Panic at the Disco has covered Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> oh God! God. Oh Ugh. God! Shoot me! So that's the thing. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. But but uh, let's let's talk about uh, <laughs> let's talk about something that everybody has been talking about about what everyone wants to know. People who haven't seen the movie uh, have asked me um, on channel off channel two. Oh, how was Jared Leto as the Joker? Best Joker ever. Next question. Can I? Let's, can, let's I can I take this one? Can I? Expert pundit on Jared Leto. Uh, Wait, which side? Can we all look at him uh, as we do it? Am I down here? Is he this way? Can, Other way. Casey. So, yeah. Let me. I think he's let me. Way. Let me take this. All right. All right. Let's see how soft okay. Dave. He's to your right, Casey. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So, <laughs> the Joker. Don't make me laugh. The Joker is one of like my favorite villains of all comics. All right. With that said, now I'm not knocking Jared Leto's acting ability. Jared Leto is a good actor. You know, Academy Award winner, Dallas Buyers Club, um, Requiem for a Dream, which still is one of his best, I think, honestly. He's a good, good actor. He is the worst Joker I've ever seen in my life. I agree. Like, worst Joker. I agree. Worst one, Joker. One, the one, one of the main reasons, and not because I'm a Heath Ledger fan, but because... He was trying to be this original Joker and just they didn't do it. His the way he talked, like his his voice, he was that was Heath Ledger's voice. He was talking like Heath Ledger's Joker, you know? Like cut all that chit chat, just you and me, darling. Yeah, he just had that same freaking like just horrible draw. Like I did start warming up to the Joker. You know, like the way they the way he looked, the tattoos on stuff. I'm like, all right, I'll go with it, you know. But no. Now, one could say it was the way it was cut. It was the way it was directed, all that stuff. But even still, he was a bad Joker. One main thing was, and huge spoiler alert here, is when he shoots Common in the face. Or just shoots Common, basically. You know? Joker shoots people, yeah. But if he's going to kill someone, he won't do it like that. He's going to do one of three horrible things. Beat him with a crowbar, starting from the ankles first. You know? Feed him alive hyenas while they're alive, you know. So he would drag Common over to the hyenas and just laugh while they just ate him. Yes, we get it. Or, or B, hit him with the Joker nerve gas, you know. And like if you think about it, if you take away like the white makeup and you take away like the green hair, he's just a regular gangster with like gold chains. That's all he is. And I hated you know? that they painted him like that. Like, oh, this yeah, uh, the Joker's a gangster. It's like what? Like he's sitting there. And not only that, in a but club. he was like. And he's like doing like the Jack Sparrow stuff when he's God, talking. I he's all like that. the Jack Sparrow, Ugh. the Jack Sparrow on, on drugs thing. He was just yeah. doing the whole like it's okay. So Jared yeah. Leto's interpretation of Joker <laughs> is is part Heath Ledger, part Jack Sparrow on some kind of narcotics with the voice and everything. Yeah, exactly. It was yeah, so, it was like like I, I know we were annoyed. It was so annoying to watch to me. So I was like, really, the, the, for, for all your quote unquote method acting you were doing, like. Sending Margot Robbie a rat in a box and doing like other crazy <laughs> things on set, like who gives a yeah? It's like that all amounted to that on screen. Nothing. It was to really nothing. annoying. And the thing is, like, yeah. like there are some people who who I talked to who do like his Joker. They're like, oh, it was like a fresh <sighs> take on the Joker. I was like, you don't know the Joker, then you yeah. don't know the character. That's not that's not him. There's only like two things he did in the movie, in my opinion, that made him the Joker. Just two things. One, when he was talking to like the guard, like the the guard the guard for the prison. And he jumped on his lap. And he's like, I really think you meant that. You know, that was really Joker-esque. I can see Joker doing that. Yeah. Just like jumping in someone's lap and like, darling. Also, when they were like in the helicopter and are saving Harley Quinn and he's laughing his ass off while firing the gun. 
definitely Joker. Joker would do that. He would just be having a ball firing like an automatic rifle. So those were Joker-esque. Everything else was not. It was a very try-hard Joker, especially uh, yeah. when he's he's in that, that big hotel room surrounded by weapons and stuff. And like he's talking yeah. to his guy and he's just like, oh, trying to find out where Harley Quinn is. Because he doesn't know that uh, where she is. She was, she was taken by Amanda Waller and the government to, yeah. to, to go you know on this mission. So he's trying to find out where she is. Like, oh, where's where's my Harley? And then, and it, oh, God, it's such a try-hard Joker because like he's sitting there trying to be all hard and stuff like that. And then he just leans back and like he's, he's on the floor and he's laughing with a bunch of weapons around him i was like that's i was like okay like i, I get it you're trying to make <sighs> him seem like a badass you surrounded him with with weapons he's laying down <laughs> and he's laughing as the camera pan, pans up oh how crazy he's got a bunch of knives and roses and stuff like what that's so yeah. stupid and baby clothes yeah yeah that was weird yeah. like baby clothes for no reason i like that yeah no i mean reason. I, I, I didn't like that that he was sitting in a club as a gangster i don't he's like i didn't like that they made him like 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 a mob dude you know like he's sitting there and yeah he's like oh you like my that's my girl over there. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Also, common. What are you doing to this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, you like her? She's yours now. I was like, what is this? And then Harley comes over. Oh yeah, I'm your girl now. And he's like, no, this is your girl, Joker. Is your girl? Oh, oh, oh. I was like, what am I watching? Is anyone yeah. seeing this? Is anyone not seeing this? Is? That that upset me the most. It's like you don't meet Joker in a club like that. You meet him in like an abandoned toy factory or like an abandoned like. Like circus mental stuff. You meet him somewhere you don't want to go. Joker's like in the Killing Joke. Characters. Yeah, he he buys yeah. that that rundown. Well, doesn't buy. <laughs> he kills that he guy takes and, and takes that yeah. rundown carnival. But even like in Mask <laughs> of the Phantasm, even in like Mask of the Phantasm, when like Salvador Morelli goes to meet like the Joker, he's regretting every single step he's taking. You know, because yeah. it's like, I why am I doing this? You know, yeah. that's the type of character Joker is. They even said it in the Killing Joke. They say it to Batman. We fear you, but we're terrified of him. Yeah, and in this you movie, know, the, the Joker was not terrifying at all. Like, he, was, he was not. Uh, he was like the hot topic Joker. Like they basically. Oh man! Like so. Like the, oh god! So I'm sorry, with, just with with Jared Little Joker, one thing kept on popping into my mind. He yeah. didn't tell any jokes. He, he wasn't laugh. funny. One might say he was serious. So like, ah. as I was watching this, like I kept on just like hearing like why is so, so serious? serious just in the back of my head, just like mm-hmm. and it's true. He's just like when he's about to show any emotion, he puts his hand over his mouth and he has a smile on there. I was like, That's oh yeah, the, the, the hand yeah. smile thing. Yeah, yeah, but like at the same time too. So here's something my brain tried to rationalize with Jared mm-hmm. Little Joker. We all know that the DC cinematic universe had been going on for a lot longer than what we've seen. We came right. in with the start of Superman. Batman and all of that shit has been around for considerably longer. At he, least a decade. Yeah, he's had Jason Todd come and go at this point. Probably Tim Drake is running around. We don't know. We haven't seen it. But we don't know how this more violent Batman affects the Joker Yeah, in this. Because the Joker knows in every single other Batman story that we have the joker knows that there's a limit that batman doesn't do batman doesn't kill anyone that's Mm -hmm. his line he will break every bone in your body but he will not kill you and batman v superman we saw him just like murdering dudes (laughs) like that's going against what batman stands for yeah so how does that joker who doesn't have that safety net react 
Like, and like hmm. I was reading something online where someone speculated that he's wearing the grills because Batman actually punched his teeth out. I heard, I what? saw that. Too, That's actually, yeah. That'd be actually yeah. pretty bad at, if that was the case. Yeah. Also, yeah. why not? Why not show that in the movie? Because they're doing all these flashbacks anyway. These right. yeah. oddly cut flashbacks. Now, now there's a lot of people who are talking about how the editing of this movie was bad, and I didn't think it was bad. I only thought at certain parts like that, like whenever whenever Jared Leto was acting, there were certain parts where it would cut, like when he had the electrodes and he was talking to Harley Quinn, and there was this like pink and purple in and out thing happening. And I was just like, wait, like, why don't you let him act? What, what is all this like weird yeah. pink and purple stuff? Like, do you not have faith in his? Are you? Is, is it bad? Like, I, I thought that was weird. I was like, holy crap! Do they not think that he's doing a good job? So they had to put a little thing. Oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kill you. And it's just pink purple. Edit, edit, edit. I'm just gonna hurt you. <laughs> pink purple, pink purple. Really, really pink purple, pink purple. I was like, what? I'm like, Kate, stop, stop doing that. I was like, oh my, my brain. Oh god, it was so bad. Yeah, I mean, there's also the, the theory going around, too, that um, this new Joker is a brainwashed Jason Todd, which I don't subscribe to anymore. Yeah, you know, yeah honestly, after seeing definitely this movie, not. Uh, before seeing this movie, I was kind of like, yeah, it could be. But afterwards, I mean, Jared Leto's so close to age as um, as Batman is himself that it, it would be weird. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, the one thing that's worth noting, though, is and it's something David Ayer said as well, is that the Joker's tattoos tell a story. They're purposeful. They're not just there to be there. So, like, this bit from Batman speculation is Joker liked his smile so much, Batman literally knocked his teeth. He's stolen from a South American band. South African, Casey. Oh. I'm just going to hang up on Casey now. <laughs> and... It's true. I read it today. It was a big deal. Um. Oh, but oh, like, uh, so, like, Diant Word. Yeah. 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 Um, so like the he has actually a, a robin or a bird on his like on his arm with a knife through it right oh. uh, Jason Todd uh, yeah. the damaged one which everyone hates and I actually forgot was there for half the movie yeah uh, there's actually a theory on that that he that relates to Barbara Gordon really uh, yeah. So I can't remember the exact line, Casey. You might know, but in the Killing Joke, he says something. He refers to Barbara Gordon as damaged. Oh, way. but the spine is damaged. Yeah, yeah. So um, what that does is he tattoos it on his forehead. So when Batman sees him, it's a constant <laughs> reminder of what he did to Barbara. When Jim Gordon sees him, it's a constant reminder of what he did to Barbara. So it's just him oh, fucking with everyone. That is which, great. It's interesting. It would be a lot better if the Joker was actually the Joker. The Joker. Yeah. yeah. Casey, what's what, what's your take of uh, Jared Leto's uh, Joker? What do you think about his performance? So, so I was, uh, I I liked it for the most part. You know, like a lot of people are jumping to the defense that oh, it is something different. Or like Dave, it's so different, it's hardly recognizable as the character you know and love. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I came away with. A scene featuring him is my favorite scene in the entire movie. And it was probably the fact that he wasn't dressed the way that he was and he didn't say Mm. a word. It's Mm. when him and Harley are wearing the classic outfit and they pose just like that famous Alex Alex Ross. Ross. And I'm sitting in the theater and I couldn't believe it. And I turned to the person next to me who was watching it and I'm like, did they really just put that on screen? 
Like that <laughs> dedication to detail. They put that up there, but they miss everything else. And it was yeah. really cool to see that because you know people were outraged that the the Harley costume wasn't in there. But seeing it live yeah. in, in live action, it's like eh, I kind of see why you didn't go with that as a main thing. Doesn't work. That yeah, well. but you know what? You know what? You know damn well. That was added in as one of the reshoots. They did that after. Oh, obvious. Fact. Oh, definitely. You Absolutely. know that. You know what bothers me the most is that it almost seemed like because I, I, I'll give you that. You can see like why they didn't go with it, but I kind of feel like that costume was like slapped together really quick for the reshoots because we've seen, we've all seen cosplayers pull off that costume really well. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I think they just threw it together really quick. Like, oh crap, everyone's. everyone's I thought that angry. too because like oh, there's, there's a part that really yeah. didn't fit her. You know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like from from the shoulder, it down just, was fine, it but looked, like it looked, it looked like it was slapped together, and she wasn't really fit for it. It just like, oh, here, yeah. here, we gotta get this yeah. together for the reshoot. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. In the I thing, got like, this from some fan waiting in line. Yeah, because <laughs> since, since we've been to many comps, like mm, that really doesn't fit her. That's weird. All right, anyway, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and like and you know what? Like now, let's jump. Like, now we work to that point. Let's jump gears real quick to like Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. Um, I thought she did pretty good. You know, I thought yeah. she had the accent really well. Um, I thought she even spoke like Harley Quinn a little bit from the cartoon. Like, you know, like the way, sure. like how high her voice can get. She was doing her yeah. Wolf of I Wall thought Street she did a good impression. job. Yeah. Like she just did the same like voice from like Wolf of Wall Street. It's all she needed to do and she, she's fine. You know, mm-hmm. um, it did go in and out there in the movie. I noticed it did. Yeah. Well, so like it makes sense to me, though, for that. Like Rick Flagg's accent goes in and out. That didn't make sense. But. What was interesting about Harley is the further away she was from the Joker for an extended amount of time is that persona started to wash away. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're and right. you saw it with Will Smith, too. So yeah. when she's like, you know, have you ever fallen in love? And Will Smith's like, no. And she's like, oh, you must have. He goes, I, you don't kill as many people as I killed and like still love some, like still fall in love. Act out. Yeah. She looks at Acting. him and she's just like textbook sociopath. And you're like, whoa, that's like... <laughs> Quinzel showing up. Harleen yeah. Quinzel is yeah. a little bit in there. I know you think you're giving this a little too much credit. No, I agree with I agree with Greg like uh, completely. Too He's much right. credit. Like, you're talking about how how Jared Leto's Joker was good. Come on, <laughs> this guy. I didn't even really finish because I got all wrapped up in the the fact that I really liked that one sure, scene. Sure. But <laughs> it was it was perfectly serviceable. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, he he he's the only Joker I've seen. Uh, in live action to cheat death twice. I mean, that's Fair. that's a staple of the Fair. character is, you know, is true that's to the true. Yeah, you got that's um, true. But that has nothing to do with his acting. Yeah, all right. I mean, look, <laughs> from, from his acting perspective, uh, it is what it is. I mean, is it the worst Joker I've ever seen? Yeah. I guess by default, because all the other ones are kind of trend-setting in their own way. Yeah. I mean, Cesar Romero is pretty much the first one you ever see, and he's right. got his own charm. You know, uh, Jack Nicholson is just an all-time classic, even though he's really, at the end of the day, he's, I don't even want to say barely the Joker, because he's just like this misguided artist kind of character, which is a little weird when you rewatch the first Batman. That movie doesn't hold together well. Well, well let's put it this way. Like, we're without comparing the other guys, like, we're, did Jared Lowe do a good job at, as portraying what you think the Joker is, in your opinion, to you? Did he do a good job of doing that without comparing him to anyone else? The other ones? Uh, you know what? I think he cared too much about Harley Quinn, so it puts him out. Yes. No, but, like, he did, but he didn't. Like, so that's the same thing with the animated Joker. And I know we're not we're not 
supposed to be taking that into account right now. But anime Joker's always like, screw you, Harley, go over there. And then he's like, yeah, but oh, I needed you. So, like, you saw that with the origin of her, right? He's just like, all right, like, you go into the vat. And then he's just like, yeah, he's going to leave her. And then he's like, yeah. No, that, 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 that part was annoying. Because, one, Harley never falls in acid. Never. Mm. She has our in new, in new 52, she does. In New 52, sure. But, like, yeah. So, this is an incorporation of both of them. So, you are incorrect, sir. But continue. But, okay. So, my Harley <laughs> never fell in the acid. The one from the Batman animated <laughs> series never fell in the acid. Um, but I felt like... And I only know this because my mom loves the movie series. I felt like when he jumped into like the vat to save her and the music they were playing, I felt like I was watching Twilight. They, what? Holy God. They twilighted it out hard. No, he's like, I think, you're, oh, I think your he, hate. Your hate is blinding. Your <laughs> my hate makes me strong. All right. You need <laughs> yes, to <laughs> No, but that's what it felt like. He just like, it just felt like. Oh, like they had like the like that melodramatic music playing, and he jumps in the water. I just died and he in your artistic and stuff, and like what then like that they had the paint girl. going around, and they're laughing and kissing. <laughs> it's like it's Twilight. They did Twilight. This is it. Here's the real question: Are you Team Joker or are you Team Deadshot? Deadshot. Uh, I'm Team Slipknot. Thank you. Oh uh, no, poor Slipknot. You mean well, in this movie or general? Well, in in general, I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know which team I would be. Um, but fun fact, and Casey, I know you know this. I want to. I just want to bring this up real quick. The Slipknot thing. Hmm. That's straight out of the comics. Well, almost. Is it really? So, where, where he just yeah, died so like that? In the original Suicide Squad um, run, you have... They, they didn't have things implanted into their brain yet to blow off their heads. Yeah. yeah. They had... Um, what do you call it? They had they had like these bracelets or gauntlet, whatever you want to call them, and they would blow off their arms instead. So they explosive them. wristy thing, yeah, <laughs> explosive cuffies, let's call them. So boomerang, Captain Boomerang was like, oh, I wonder if they're really like real, if they're just pulling her leg. So he just in the movie convinces Slipknot that it's all just a hoax and that you know they're not going to do anything. So just just go, just go, and he wants to see if it's real or not. And this actually gives you an insight into Captain Boomerang, who you don't get a lot of in this movie, uh, in the character in general. He's actually very, like, conniving. He's he's very intelligent. Really? Total shitbag. Wow. Yeah. You really don't get that in this movie at all. Yeah. Well, so this is, this is the thing that I liked about Captain Boomerang is I got, like, a little bit of insight into how smart he is. Like, he keeps on, like, stealing these things and patting his jacket, which saves his life. And I don't think that's dumb luck. I think that's just, like... He knows he's wearing a jacket with like a hoodie and that's it. So he starts padding it with random things and, you know, the knife. He gets stabbed and it saves his life. He manipulates Slipknot into making sure that these things will actually blow their heads off so he can plan his escape or not. Like he just plays the fool so no one suspects these things about him, which I think is, is has a lot of depth to the character. And uh, Jai Courtney did a very good job. He did. He did do a good him. job. The only thing I didn't like was was the pink unicorn thing. It's like, I get it. It's edgy. Yeah. It's like, I get it. It's a joke for muggles, you know, for some tough guy, like, sit, you know, Joey Tough Nuts sitting in the theater. Hey, hey look at this guy. He's got a pink unicorn. It's funny because he's a tough guy. Look, but he likes the pink unicorn <laughs> thing. I was sitting in the theater like, wow, they're really trying to make this a thing. Because like, it kept, like, falling out, and he would put it back into it, back into his jacket and stuff, and he would make sure he had it. I think at one point, like, he sniffed it a little. That was pretty funny. 
Yeah. Rather than that, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's that like, all right, idea. this pink unicorn thing is not funny. Can we move this along, please? Can you stop, stop yeah. showing it? I'm, I'm, I'm over the pink unicorn thing. Yeah, it's like, it's like, hey, honey, look, he's a tough guy, but he likes a stuffed animal. It's great. It's good. Look, it's a good joke here. Like, just yeah. please. Anyway, uh, yeah. so, so, so the movie uh, starred <laughs> starred Will Smith and Margot Robbie pretty much. There was way too much Margot Robbie and and Will Smith. I mean, you know it going in, but oh man, there was all these like I wanted Katana. Katana had a cool story, but they never really told it. Like Rick Flags, like oh yeah, that's her sword captures souls and it has her, her dead husband in it. Like a guy killed her. <laughs> I was like, that sounds so badass. It's like, oh yeah, Katana has a sword that can, oh, but don't anger her. She's she's my right hand person to keep you all in line. Her sword can capture your soul, and she can totally kill you. But let's yeah. not tell her story. And before the big battle at the end, let's have her in a corner talking to her husband's soul in the sword. Like, what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Really? <laughs> but then we have this whole so- thing with, with with Will Smith's kid, the uh, Deadshot, and all her stuff. Like, like that was good. It was cool, especially seeing Batman in the alleyway. I was like, oh, yeah. look, look at this parallel from from the backstory in front of your daughter. But yeah. I'll kill thirty guys like last week. I thought it was cool that that Batman was putting a lot of them. Away. I thought I thought they were going to do a thing where Batman put all of them away. That would have been awesome. Like you keep cutting that, back to him putting all of them away. Like that would be so like cool. I don't like that though. Like I really? I don't like that they used him twice. What? It just, felt no. cheap. it just felt cheap to no. me. It felt like, well, I, we can't show any of our other superheroes, so we've already shown Batman. Superman's dead. The only person we've really shown is the Flash, kind of. That was cool, the so, Flash showing up. Like, who did he take down? Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, the Flash looks stupid. Stupid Flash. I think it's kind of cool that the lightning shoots out of him every time he moves. I hate that it's blue, though. Why yeah, is it blue? Yeah, because the drone for real is lightning. It's blue. Like... <laughs> But it's not supposed to be real lightning. It's the speed the force. Speed force, yeah. Gold, baby. Oh my god! Like, just like you can't even get the color right or the lightning. Like, just just go watch the like an episode of the Flash and like watch what they did with the costume. Seriously, and watch what they did with the effects yeah. and watch what, what they what's did. What's up with the Flash's like, costume in 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 the, the DC cinematic? Why is it like like something from Injustice, the video game? Like, so like that. That's is that new what 52. they're trying? Is that what they're trying? Really? Is that that's New Fifty Two? He has all the different little like pieces on him. Looks like he he padded it to together. They oh, all this- they all you can you can Google it up if you Google like. Like, like Jim Lee Justice League, the first yeah. thing you're going to get is the new 52 Justice League standing like neck to neck, and they've got like these armor lines all over their armor, yeah, and it good. makes sense for like Batman because the first time they ever really made, gave Batman like a tactical armor kind of a suit was the Arkham games, and it looked great. Like yeah. it was still like the gray on black, and it it moved and he was very flexible, but like. It, now it was armor like you could like classic Batman like with the blue cape and the gray it's like I don't know if this guy could take a bullet he doesn't really have to but like I don't know if he could Batman walking around with tactical armor he could take a bullet and a knife no problem like that's fine but then when you put it on a guy like the Flash why does the Flash need armor lines on his costume Does doesn't make any sense He's got an entire dimension made out of speed juice that he can make <laughs> clothes out of Okay? Yeah. He doesn't need to keep it in a ring and shoot it out anymore. He can just make a costume out of speed. Speaking of weird costumes, let's touch upon uh, Cara Delevingne's character, Enchantress. Now, it was cool. The way she transformed it first, where she called Enchantress and the hand came under and flipped it over. That, goddamn, that was awesome. That was pretty cool. But, 
man, the character towards the end of the movie, like this whole like hula dancing Egyptian goddess yeah, thing. It's stupid. like, did they not know what to do with this character? Because uh, like Warcraft had the same kind of uh, problem where in the script they wrote, um, uh, you know, and they cast a spell, and he cast a spell, and the guy was playing uh, Medivh, Ben Foster was like, oh well, how do I do that? So there was actually people who came up with how they were going to cast spells and do stuff like that. And I think Warcraft did a really good job. So whoever's in charge at WB at DC was like, and then she cast. How is she going to do that? Um, I don't know. Let's have her hula dance. I went on vacation. It was great. Me and the kids. Let's have her hula dance. I because they really had like no one knows what to do at WB and DC. I really think they know what to do. So we're like, all right, let's have her fucking. Can you hula, Cara Let's do that. That's how you're gonna like do your powers and stuff. So at the end of the movie, she goes into this Egyptian god card mode, and she's all like, oh, I have to build a portal because it worked in Marvel. Doing a hula dance. It was also in Fantastic Four. It's like, oh, oh can somebody please explain the ending to me? So she's uh, an, an Egyptian god card kind of thing. Uh, she's building. A portal out of technology that'll do what i don't think she's egyptian though is she i'm just calling it that because of yeah. the, the the Yu-Gi-Oh reference but but other than that yeah can you guys like what like she's building a thing out of technology a bunch of junk going up into this like what was gonna like what she was gonna replace all the humans with like blob dark souls monster people <laughs> she was gonna like take over the world for some reason i don't it know was why. really vague and it didn't make yeah. any sense because hey do you know what i did as soon as i walked out of this movie Thought up a better version. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Actually, that was the second thing I did. The first thing I did was remember I already saw this movie like four years ago, mm-hmm. and it was called uh, Assault on Arkham, mm-hmm. and it was animated, and it was great, and it features a lot of the same Suicide Squad members, it was and, and the Joker, and Batman, all in the same movie. What was the other was... ending that you thought of, though? I mean, I completely redid the movie from the ground up in the sense that I didn't have Enchantress and I had them fight like a terrorist insurgent cells of international supervillains in a country called Kandak. And I know Greg's got his ears open because Kandak means Black Adam and Black Adam mm-hmm. means you could have had The Rock in this movie. Oh, that would have been amazing. the cool thing about Black Adam is, is that he's got the powers of Captain Marvel, who's basically Superman. So you literally have... A Superman that doesn't share their values. You have like Superman and Namor combined into one. Dude, but they say it in the movie. What if there's a Superman that doesn't share our values? And now there is one. You could have had one that's just in this country ruling over stuff. And you could blow up your shit. You you blew your you blew your wad with a bunch of blob people. Because I did think the Suicide Squad to taking on Enchantress. I'm like, they can't fight her. She has her powers are way too much. Yeah. yeah, they have a baseball bat and a gun, and <laughs> yeah. I was like, a, I'll, a crocodile. If man. we're being real, the Avengers are going to face the same problem in two years. So, yeah, but they have a Hulk. Yeah, man, but still, that ain't enough. They Thanos, he's, he's one tough customer. <laughs> What was what, what's what's up with these superhero movies ending it with uh, the heroes or the villains in this case they fight a nameless faceless swarm it's horde mode okay it's it's lazy video game like making but with a movie oh let's put in horde mode nameless faceless enemies and oh let's have something oh let's get a portal going like in, enough with that we've seen that already it doesn't work like did they not see Fantastic Four it didn't work it was bad yeah. and for some reason yeah. a mystical portal with a bunch of junk is closed by throwing a bomb into it and shooting it what like 
What? A mystical portal is closed with a bomb. It happened in Ghostbusters. It happened in Fantastic oh, Four. God. It happened here. It's happened. Every, it's like, that's just the key to portals is a bomb of some kind. So, Although it would have been nice if the Joker had like just like a good old-fashioned black bowling ball bomb and just like light the fuse <laughs> and toss it. Oh, that would have been awesome. Now, with, with what the movie gave you, okay, use these elements, like how would you have ended it? Um... Like ending it is weird. Like I, I would have, like Casey said, rewrote the whole thing. I would have done it more like Justice League style. Just like, make it, yeah. just make it more squad. And these guys yeah. are designed to fight like terrorists and do black ops stuff. What's yeah. your version, Greg? I, I want to hear what's, what's your version of the movie. Well, I would have made this movie a couple years down the road where we already have the Justice League up and established and running and stuff like that. And I would have literally just ripped off the Justice League cartoon storyline with Task Force X. Oh, that would have been cool. And where... Where they infiltrate the Watchtower. Yeah. Exactly. Damn. That's what? I would have what? Done. That would have been That would have been sick. And so then you get like a, like a heist movie, too, out of that. So not only are you going to be ripping off Guardians of the Galaxy, but you also <laughs> rip off Ant-Man. <laughs> They're both great. They're both successful. So, like, you know, just, just do it again. Um, but no, like you would get like really cool. I probably would have had less people on the Suicide Squad. Oh, like I definitely would not have had Katana at that point. She was just there to be there. Yeah, I would have scrapped Enchantress. Um, I probably would have scrapped Slipknot as well. Now, now, but both you and Casey scrapped Enchantress. What is it about about her that you guys just want to take out? I, I just think there are too many characters to begin with, uh, and she's just puppies. forgettable out of all of them. For me, there's so many better Suicide Squad members you could have added. You could have added Nightshade. She's yeah. got like dark, like dark force powers, like cloak and cloak and dagger, and a whole bunch of other people. She's great. Um, uh-huh. Fucking Catman, Cheshire. Uh, yeah, but if you want to keep like the, I, I agree. But if you want to keep the dynamic going, where it's not all dudes, you want to keep up like a diverse cast. Like it's, it's hard that you want to cut Enchantress, but it's it's just she's so forgettable. She's just there to be the bad guy, and that's it. Um, but it, but it's tough too to also kind of have that because Amanda Waller, who is a black woman, is just in charge of everything, and she's like the most. She's a more badass Nick Fury from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Absolutely she's ruthless. She's heartless. She doesn't care. She kills her own people just Dude, to maintain secrecy. Dude. Like, I just, now I know, like, there's a lot of, like, pros and cons about this movie, but I think her, she was amazing. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. amazing. Like, she, like, she was scary on screen. Like, yeah. oh, my God. I'm used to that actress being, like, not, like, like in, in strong roles, but not something like, like that. Like, she gave off yeah. the look, she gave off the look like, you, I will kill you without a moment's notice or just bury you. Either way, you know, it's not going to end well. And just... Who you know? She she's almost good enough for Greg and I's pipe dream of having CCH Pounder as live <laughs> I, action Amanda Waller. <laughs> I wasn't angry now, like you know, like you know, I had my reservations about it. Where I was like, it, it should just be CCH Pounder. Like she looks the part. She was the voice in the anime. You don't know who she is. You Google her right now, and you look at that woman. You're like, wow, she already did her in the cartoon, and she looks just like her in real life. 
Amazing. If you don't know who she is, if you've watched Sons of Anarchy, at the end there's that agent uh, who like has that like nice like weave, and then she takes it off when she means business, and she's like, yeah, yeah. Sort of thing. <laughs> dude, I, I totally said Amanda Waller when I when I saw yeah. that in Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, because she, like, she had already Waller. voiced Amanda Waller at that yeah. point. Yeah, like that's who she is. For those of you who don't watch the cartoon, now you know because if you haven't watched that, you probably watched Sons of Anarchy. Dude, so dude, she was that character. They they really got Amanda Waller. Uh, I think they, they they got Harley Quinn. Uh, dead. Shot? Yeah, I don't much care as much. Yeah, not really, but like whatever. Like he was entertaining. He he <laughs> he didn't do a terrible job, and that's like the best thing I can say. I will say it. this. I will say this. When he was like on top of the cop car and he's shooting like all the uh, the mutated things, he's like doing his thing. That was probably like one of those badass scenes in the movie. Like I thought that was so that dope. Was really or, badass. Or I, was or, like, I was like, that's Will Smith from Bad Boys up in that car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That yeah. Or, like, when he was, when they gave him, like, the guns, like, in the prison, he's, like, shooting, like, all, like, the freaking things, like, in one, in, like, the same spot, like, center mat, like, in center of the forehead. I know, like, it may have been CG, but it was a nice, really good, like, detail. He never blinked once or flinched once while firing those guns off. Like, yeah. Yeah. scout yeah. snipers and hunters do that in real life. Like, they don't flinch. They just... Eye on the target, boom, and they don't even like flinch. And he was doing the exact same thing, just not flinching, not blinking. It was like, I thought that was dope. All his action scenes were great, amazing, super great. Now you could tell he practiced doing everything too. Oh yeah. Now one thing that wasn't great to me, Killer Croc. Like what? Yeah. (laughs) Really? Really? He should have been CG. He he should have. Yeah. Yeah. There's no reason. I I mean, I understand. I love I love practical effects as much as the next guy, but you're right. That's someone that should be CG. Also, also, what kind of like like crazy Hollywood racist shenanigans? At the end of the movie, like everyone gets granted something, and he's like, "I want BET." BET, like, really? Like really? <laughs> Listen, if yeah. you're if you're a crocodile man living in a pit where they throw you meat all day, it's, maybe a man wants to bake it, shake it, booty quake it on his television. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag. He, hashtag he did have that one good line though, which which was cool, where like. Harley's like, you know, like we're all beautiful on the inside or on the outside, but messed up on the inside, except for Croc. He's ugly on the outside. He's, he's ugly. Yeah, he's like, not me, nah, babe. Not me. Um, I'm beautiful. beautiful. <laughs> it's like, yeah. And that brought me back to um, True Romance with uh, Gary Oldman, uh, where he's just like, yeah, I know I'm pretty. Yeah. <laughs> it's just brought me back to that point. Good movie. If so you I guys did like that line. That. True Romance. Good movie. But Killer Croc was also like you could have not had him in there too. Yeah, it was what, un- like, unnecessary. Like, yeah. God. and it was weird because he had like the like the hoodie on the whole time and was like, "What? What is this? Like, what are you? What are yeah. you doing? Just, just yeah. let him. He's Killer Croc." <laughs> I mean, towards you the end of the movie, he 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 shut it all off and like he like the, the way they did him like uh, was was pretty cool. I didn't like the face too much, but like the uh, but like when you see his arms and everything, he's like a crocodile. It's yeah. like, wow, he looks sick. He looks really yeah. sick. Dude, like like cosplayers everywhere are like, hmm. <laughs> how do yeah, how do I do that? But uh, and I have to say, like I, I really like Boomerang. Like even though he didn't do yes. that much, like I thought, he, dude, he was drinking a Guinness. Any chance you saw him, that's like, uh, you know, g- me, it's it's Guinness. And like right when they says like you're free to go, he just bounced. Like thanks, boom, gone. <laughs> he just he just runs out. And he just, yeah. but we, not even just runs out. He just grabs his beers and runs out. You know? Good job, Jack like, Courtney. Discount <laughs> Sam Worthington. Good job. Very right. <laughs> good job. Uh, yeah. So, all right. So, what, what do you, who do you guys think did, did the best job in this movie? Uh, Slipknot. Next question. 
<laughs> Nailed it. Case. He filled his role perfectly. He was an abusive <laughs> asshole, and then he got blown up. Yep. True to form. True to form. What do you think, Casey? <laughs> no, MVP has got to be Amanda Waller. I mean, there's it's a totally flawless portrayal, like, without question. She, she's got balls of steel, um, you know... The fact that they made it a, a rescue mission about her, too, I kind of like. That was a nice twist. Um, you know, putting her center stage in the plot, even when you thought that she was just going to be, like, the overseer this entire time. They oh. throw her right in the thick of it, too. Um, you know, it's just very just powerful, commanding everything I wanted from that. Like, her best line when, he, when Boomerang's like, if you, don't, if you don't take this off, we're going to have some fun. She's like, yes. Let's have some fun. Like, holding, like, on his face. It's like, <laughs> Like, you want to try me? Really? <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Let's have some fun. Yeah, I, I loved her scene at the end with uh, with, with, with Bruce Wayne, with, with the bat flick. You know, where she, was, she, where, oh, she was giving him the information. She was just like, you should stop working nights. And he's like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I see you, Amanda Waller. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. And that was, like, like it was cool because that's what that happened, actually, in the, the cartoon as well. Where oh. she just like figured out that Bruce Wayne is Batman because he just bleeds all over the crime scenes that he's at. So she just like collects samples, and that's the whole thing with um, not to go too much into it with Batman Beyond, and that's that's another topic. For oh, that's yeah. But she finds out that who Bruce Wayne is Batman, collects the DNA, and so on and so forth. Uh, but yeah, that was a nice little like checkmate moment. Mm-hmm. So. You know, like it's cool. Like Batman's like, I know what you're doing. And then while I was like, I know what you're doing. And then it's like, <laughs> all right, same same time next week. Same time next week. <laughs> Another nice little thing there. we have here is the secret question. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, really quickly, because if I don't say this quickly, I'm going to turn it to a puddle right now. But for those of you who don't know, the secret <laughs> question is something that we say just over an hour into the podcast where I get to ask these fine gentlemen a question that I don't even know usually until the very last second. So this week we talked about the Suicide Squad movie. We talked about, you know, the triumphs, the failures. We talked about Jared Leto. We talked about Harley and especially Slipknot, who is the best character ever in anything ever to have ever played. What I want <sighs> to ask you guys is this if you could create your own suicide squad made out of only villains from any universe oh. that works well together what team would that be and let's limit it just for time constraints to four and we will start with casey no, yes. <laughs> i didn't have any time to prepare yes uh, <laughs> man that's part of it I know. Uh, thinking on your feet. Well, what do I have in my room that can give me an idea? Hmm. Uh, no. Uh, mm. I feel like my first instinct is just to put four Marvel people together, but that does mm. seem kind of cheap. Um, but I'm going to do it anyway because I fucking love Marvel Comics. I'm going to start with Taskmaster, uh, who is great because he's got cool mimicry powers of martial arts and Pretty much any physical action he sees he can do, so it makes him perfect for any kind of black ops specialty kind of thing. Um, Mystique, because you can always use a shapeshifter. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go with... Nightcrawler. So, Oh, he's a good guy. Fuck. 
Age of Apocalypse Nightcrawler, who's a bad guy. <laughs> Good save. Good what do you save. want me to do? I'm on the spot here, man. You can't uh, think of any other Marvel teleporter that's a villain. I can't think of one that also blends into shadows real, real good, because a lot of people forget that's his secondary real mutation. Good. Real, real good, like. Real Maybe. good stuff. Like, like, like the real good stuff. All right, well, who are your other? He talked gooder than me. Oh, my God. Uh, fuck it. Mm. Let's, you know what? I'll take a second shapeshifter who blends into objects. I'll go with Clayface from DC. Just because. And, yeah. uh... And the Peace Day Resistance, let's go with... Oh, my God. I'm drawing the, the blankest of blankety blanks. Uh, Just say Mojo and move on. Let's go, let's go with <laughs> Mojo. Let's go with Mojo Jojo. Oh, Mojo Jojo. Girls. That way you have the scheming manipulator genius. Mm. That, that ended on a brighter note than I anticipated. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's go with Dave next. So this ended up turning to a horror movie, actually. Um, uh, so Leatherface. Okay. Ooh. Michael Myers. Okay. Hannibal Lecter. Okay. And the Event Horizon. <laughs> the what? Event Horizon. So it's a villain. Remember, remember, part of the question is they have to work well together. Yeah, they would work well with that. Well How with does everybody. Michael Myers work well with anyone? Well, think about it. You know, like. Hannibal Lecter can either A, help him kill people and eat the bodies afterwards. Same thing with, with uh, Leatherface. But Hannibal Lecter is also a psychologist, so he could help Michael Myers also and make him kind of do... Michael Myers is mindless, though. No, he's not. You're thinking of Jason. Michael oh. Myers is like a person. He still has thought. He's still, he's still a living, breathing thing. He's just a little bit nuts. Hannibal Lecter can't control him because he is a psychiatrist. Leatherface and Hannibal Lecter share the same interests. They just want to eat people. You know, Hannibal Lecter just will show him a more like articulate way of doing it. You know? And if they're flying around in like the Event Horizon ship, the Event Horizon ship's gonna love what they do anyway. Loves their work, you know. So it'd be a pretty uh, kooky, kooky foursome. I can just see that like they all kill each other. They might. There's always and that. That's but, how it ends. I mean, everybody wins, you know. Yeah. But that'd be my my four. Cause like anything you send them into is gonna be a nightmare. Um. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Serge, you what know, about you? Take the Death Star. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's uh, let's see here. Um, let's do uh, Doctor Octopus, Doctor Doom. Everyone's a doctor. No. Oh, you're gonna <laughs> no, do all no, doctors. No, no, you can no, do no, it. No, no, no. I'm gonna do uh, Doc Ock, uh, Doctor Doom, uh, Magneto. What's that? Doctor Alchemy. Doctor no! Alchemy. <laughs> no, they're all doctors. Doctor <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Doom, Doctor Octopus, Magneto, and uh, oh, is that right? Wait, I thought it was. Uh, did you already? Right yeah, 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 yeah. So Doc Ock, Magneto, Doctor Doom. Oh, I need one more. Shit. Uh, let's throw in uh. Sabretooth. Brash Al Ghul. Oh. Kind of a kind of a super villain like brain trust there. Like like to be. I like I like how you're like picking up all these people who are just villain or these like super villains are usually leaders and they're not going to do anything that you tell them to do. Because they've already taken out the bomb that's in, in their neck. And now they have to, like, try to figure out, like, how to tell each other what to do. And, like, one person, Dr. Rock, is, like, thinks he's smarter. Like, uh, Dr. Doom thinks he's incredibly smarter. Magneto is, like, you're all wrong. You know, and Rashoku is, like, none of you know how to disappear. Into <laughs> like, they're all just, like, like <laughs> I'm trying to think of, like, a super intelligent team where they're, like, hmm. I would hate somehow, to somehow this story ends with Dr. Doom having magnetic powers and discovering <laughs> the, the Lazarus pit. 
Oh no. God! As if he wasn't a problem enough. What have you done? That's great. great. You, That's you awesome. <laughs> All of us are doomed now. Uh, for me, this is the part where I judged. scan my room and look at my figures, but they're all packed away. So all I have is Jango Fett staring at me. I only got good guys on my shelf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess my uh, ultimate Suicide Squad batch <laughs> would be a single gremlin. From gremlins? From gremlins. No, that's Just in case they needed more, I just have to get them wet and I have an army at my disposal. It's going to be a crazy room with the mohawk. Oh, yeah. Put a bucket of water on him. You'll be fine. Uh, I am going to have Electro. Hmm. I'm going to have, uh, what's that, two? Let's throw in. Jeez, this is where I'm stopped. I should have been thinking about what I wanted to do. Adolf? Oh, oh. A Dalek. A single Dalek. A single oh. Dalek. Single Dalek. That by himself is too much. Yeah. <laughs> um,. He's going to be blue one, by the way, just because reasons. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's throw in. Oh, let's, let's stick with Doctor Who 2 in there. Let's throw in a Cyberman. Oh, hmm. those guys were so cool looking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, like, my, I guess my whole team is built around, like, multiplying as quickly as possible. <laughs> so uh, I, can get, like, I can get, like, I can combine the Cybermen with the Gremlins and have, like, Cyber Gremlins going on. God, if there's like a Magic Gathering deck, you'd have a green deck right now. <laughs> Just, and, and, uh, and from the audience, we have one team of Dr. Octopus, Rash al Ghul, Psylocke, and Power Girl. Psylocke's not a bad guy. Oh, wait, she is now. <laughs> also That's from crap. The, also from the audience, we have Carnage, Magneto, Doc Ock, and the Joker. Oh, well, no. I, that, will end, that will end with Carn the symbiote Carnage being on Joker. Yeah, oh God, that's exactly how that would end. Oh, oh I'm gonna, I'm gonna steal that then. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw venom into that mix. Just for more <laughs> Thank God you didn't also throw Carnage into it. I can't stand that guy. I, I, I don't like Carnage. So I can't cool. I can't do Carnage. No, uh, he's cool. It's just too too overrated for me. All the movies. And we're gonna end it my my five with the mask. Oh, you nice. Five, you got four, oh yeah, sorry. That's it. So <laughs> wait, can I take him? My lineup sucked. <laughs> no, that's it. We're done. Nope, you're done. You're done. That's, that's it. Fine. Yeah. We're well past time. Right, everyone, Do not beat after we midnight. Have for the podcast today, uh, we have one more from the audience. We have Venom, Sportsmaster, awesome Deathstroke. Ooh. I and, like that guy. And Rachel Ghoul. So Venom, Sportsmaster, Deathstroke, and Rachel Ghoul. It's really good. It's pretty that's, good. That's a winning combination. That's a good combination. Nice. Another winning combination is the Bad Cody Funky podcast that we have every Woo! weeknight at Thursday. Only on Thursdays at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. Also, catch us on iTunes, guys. We're there. We're on iTunes. We're on your phone. Yeah. Also, for Android people, we got you covered. We're on SoundCloud as well. Check out badcodyfunky.com where we talk about stuff like this, but in uh, more containable content form. We put up videos. Mm. We put up uh, pictures and stuff. Everything you actually care about in the nerdy world. We talk about movies, TV shows, comic books, all that good stuff. Everyone on BadCodyFunky.com. Tune in next week at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. Make sure to check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud. Follow us on the Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We post up uh, all of our interesting stuff and things. You get to see what we're doing, the cons that we go to, conventions, 
and uh, who we're wearing, such as the Empire. You never know. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you to everyone who listens to us. Uh, we really appreciate everyone who's been following, everyone who's been giving us uh, some feedback, everyone who's been coming mm-hmm. to uh, the podcast live or listening to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Really appreciate everyone who's been sharing our content. We appreciate that as well. You guys are awesome. Uh, we do this for fun. We do it because we like it, and we like that you guys are liking what we do. But uh, until next week, Everyone, we'll see you later or we'll see you another time. Or we'll see you never. Quick change to my secret question. My new Suicide Squad is Serge, Casey, Dave, and me. Now you're done. Yeah. Yes.